Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. This is your host, Shamil Hassan, where I bring you the Crypto Corner, where I interview founders, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, you name it, in crypto and blockchain globally. And today, um, I have an amazing guest. Uh, his name is Ryan Williams. He is the Executive Director at the Blockchain Academy. Ryan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and and um, I appreciate you the work you're doing. We all need it. We need we need a lot more information to uh, reach the masses. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and there is a lot of information. <laughs> so um, too much in every direction. It seems. <laughs> so speaking of information um, for mm-hmm. all yeah, to gather a little bit from you, what is your background and is it a logical background for what you're doing now? No, as many that I mean, there's some that the progression from computer science leads you to the to where you're at. Um, my background, it's funny enough, um, you know, a lot of life is about timing. And I wanted to be a real estate developer, graduated in 08. Not the best time to graduate for real estate development, if you recall. And I went to solar and a bunch of other things. However, um, the education was always so fascinating to me on uh you know, skills, right? I, I felt like there was always going to be a need for skills, but I, I also, um, my background is partnered with colleges, and universities. So a lot of these schools, you know, even well-to-do institutions um, are just not fast enough to fill in the program gaps. Um, take even coding, for example. Um, these schools, you know, there was 200 coding boot camps out there, and then eventually the school started to figure out a decade later. So. Our function is, to, uh, or my background is to um, partner with schools to fill in program gaps. And essentially, that's what I've been doing for the last decade. Awesome. Um, so let's talk about, well, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. The first thing I want to find out, though, is how do you build and scale the talent pipe, pipeline with the blockchain technology field? Yeah, so it's funny, you know, what what talent specifically, because it's not, you can have the general baseline, what is blockchain? And everybody really should understand that. Um, it's kind of like if the internet come along and there was enough programming and, and information out there to help educate folks in a meaningful way, not just drooling through a YouTube video, but when the internet came out and everybody could figure it out sooner and faster, now everybody's kind of caught up. Things are happening quickly. People are realizing maybe this is the next uh, wave. And so um, you know, scaling talent is not just educating people at the basic level. You have to get them there, which right now is actually a really hard thing to do because everybody's hearing it, but grasping it and crossing that chasm, um, you know, just like the internet was a major chasm, like email. You didn't understand how that worked. You don't understand how algorithms work or, uh, how, um, algorithms necessarily work, but they get you from point A to point B. The same with blockchain. We have to get comfortable with what it is doing and that's the baseline. And then, there's all these different, uh, in terms of talent, there's all these different blockchains trying to accomplish different things to some degree or another. Um, many are competing head on. So how are they onboarding talent? And so uh, we're working with them really to create curriculum, you know, to streamline their uh, documentation. A lot of times, you know, uh, a, a hacker developer, really savvy guys and girls can get into the space, figure it out, chew up the documentation, test it, 
run through walls to get it done. But that's not everybody. If you want mass adoption, if you want talent scaling, you need to make the, you need to go up the learning curve as quickly as possible without a lot of frustration. So that's what we do is we partner with um, you know blockchains out there that I'm not allowed to say just yet uh, who they are all publicly, but we're launching curriculums and assessments towards certifications similar to like AWS Cloud Practitioner Cert or you know, the, IBM has some certifications out there. Uh, Linux Hyperledger Fabric and R3 Quarter, they have certifications. So it's creating more of those on-ramps and benchmarks, skill benchmarks, to help the industry grow in a meaningful way and not, uh, you know, just the Wild West. Um, and nobody knows who's what, you know, an eight-hour blockchain program from India and you're an expert. Uh, versus, you know, you know, an 80 or 100 hour program that really takes you, um, you know, to a point where you can actually launch a project. So let's talk about that quickly. Uh, follow up on on that 100 hour program takes substantial time to build. And what we have in this industry is tremendous velocity where things change rapidly. So how do you, you oh. know, balance that? need for, to build a program with the velocity that's occurring rapidly? Uh, that's a great question. And uh, we had to kind of go into it this way from the start. So module, building things in a very module basis, because some information will stay static, right? It won't need to be updated all the time. It's kind of, you know, how do you set up an environment? Maybe that doesn't change all that often. Or, you know, what what is the general protocol? That might not change that often. But the little things that are happening in the space, we have to make those those modulars is a component of this learning, very uh, bite size, you know, and, and can fill in and update older content or you, you, you kind of, um, you remove old content that has, it's funny, even after two weeks, we, uh, we did a recording to update blockchain foundations and it was, you know, $64,000 uh, Bitcoin price. <laughs> it's already dated, right? It's already massively looks like uh, it was done, could be, uh, you know, three months ago when you're eventually looking at the course. So we just have to might be mindful to have um, these newer little bite-sized components there just to make sure that the content is up to speed. Uh, and then every now and again, you do have to do an overhaul, like uh, you know, 85% and rebuild the entire course probably every 18 to two years, 18 months to two years. So it's kind of like building technology in a company where you do everything agile. Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, the, fortunately, we're building these um, the curriculum with agile um, you know, program developers. So they're taking that same sort of uh, approach you do to just, um, you know, programming development and bring it to the curriculum size as well. Awesome. I mean, it's the only way to go now. I, I, don't, I feel like you, you, if you build too much and you might have missed the market, unless you hit it right on the head uh, in terms of the perfect product at the perfect time, you know, iteration and agile is the only way to build a business now. Awesome. I was I was wondering the how, and you did, and, and that that explains. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. So let's look at the current state of the um, of the blockchain workforce um, from both an institutional perspective and from the entrepreneurial perspective. What what's the same? What's different? Uh, institutionally, I feel like they are all, all are all in that same boat. Is like, hey, do we launch a program? That might be dated in in two three and and they're all launching this new you know a new protocol a new mainnet a new application on top of it and they're they're determining whether or not from an institutional side um whether or not it's worth it to do it now or in six months from now or three months from now right and then on the entrepreneurial side there's a bunch of people kind of flooding into the space making a lot of pr noise and things like that but who's actually putting shots on goal in terms of products out in the marketplace that are actually helping these ecosystems grow 
And I feel like um, we need to provide as, as many means for those ideas to come forth, right? Because there's just, um, you need the entrepreneurial mindset right now because it is so new and scary and exciting. Um, and there's a lot of wealth being created at the same time, you know, that can crater anytime. So you have to make sure that what, when you, when you do get something of value and people see as value, the entrepreneurs out there, um, can they get enough actual product traction and talent traction behind their ideas? And I think that's the big challenge over the next six months to 18 months is, um, is, is those people kind of forming teams to actually build out products on top of these blockchains. And it's happening, but it's just, um, you know, it's been a little hackneyed <laughs> right now, right? And there has been a lot of help or assistance and everybody's figuring out on their own, which is what entrepreneurs do. Um, but we wanna make it a little easier on the education front so they can focus on the business idea and building the, the team around that idea to grow it. They shouldn't have to worry about piecing together an entire curriculum in order to kind of get up the learning curve to launch something. And so we hope what we're putting out in the marketplace and again, that iteration, that feedback helps improve those products to help further bring people up the uh, learning curve quicker. So Great yeah, on the institutional side, real quick, back to that. I feel like just over the last quarter, companies are coming in and saying, all right, we've got the tech now, the, the war for talent is really becoming um, more mainstream. You know, people I've been reaching out to for six, 12 months, now they're, you know, now they're all hitting me up saying, all right, 2022 is coming. We need to get education out there and, and you know, onboard as many people as possible. Awesome. So back in 2017, it was a crazy bull market environment. Um, we've had more of a crab environment recently. In 2018, it was a crypto winter. When do you find is a better time for this talent pipeline to be developed to develop during a crazy bull market or when things have settled down a bit in a bear market um has there in, have you seen it have you seen a difference in the two environments oh i would say as it relates to specifically crypto in the crypto bubble i would say it's based on the value of of these cryptos right but outside of that um the value uh is really where the market is so it's funny all blockchain would be potential blockchain developers full stack developers they're fully employed you know, if you're a full stack developer, you can get a great paying job right now, right? Um, as long as you have some experience. So to convince those people to take time away from what they're doing to upskill, even if you're saying, hey, we can get you a 30% pay bump if you just take this, you know, uh, even sometimes if you've got the chops, just a 24 hour course will, will get you a considerable skill set and pay bump uh, as a result. But, um, they're fully employed when the, when, if, I hope it doesn't happen, but if we have another situation like we did in 08, where there's a lot of people out of work just as a result of a, a real significant economic crash, not just crypto, that's when people go back to school, right? Education is a counter cyclical business. So most people aren't thinking about education when they're fully employed. But uh, if you recall how many MBAs, uh, uh, programs and students launched in 2010, 11, 12, everybody went back to school, right? So that's when I think the masses will come in. Unfortunately, I don't want to wait for, I don't want to crash. I think the time is now. But when it comes to crypto and the exchanges and all that stuff and, and the jobs in that space, it is largely based on, on the share price. That's why you're seeing, or the, the, the crypto price, you should say. That's why you're seeing these massive, you know, 620% increase in job postings on LinkedIn since August of last year. So, and I think that trend will continue as the prices continue or stay um, where they're at. 
Um, and then again, if a market major beyond crypto market crash happens, you'll see a lot of people kind of saying, all right, what's next and what skill set do I need in order to maintain my standard of living, which, you know, uh, as everybody gets squeezed, we all need skills in order to rise above the tide. Got it. Thank you. So back in December 2017, I had a conversation with with IBM company and I thought they were interested in my background. It turns out they wanted to know how they could retain all their open source developers because they were all leaving to work on Ethereum and other open source develop platforms. So have you seen, what have you seen as far as the interest in open source versus corporate? I think open source um, is the way to go <clears throat> just because, um, one, they tend to not charge, right? Um, IBM might charge you a little bit something in, or, in order to get in their ecosystem. I think that's about to change considering all the big players out there are starting to pay developers to take their open source class and, and complete it. They're literally, like, just like Coinbase for individuals, retail, you're, you're gonna start to see, you know, hey, if you become a certified developer in X, we'll give you, you know, 500 of our crypto, whatever that, that might be worth, 2,000 USD, right? So the point is, um, the, the kind of I've seen it switch, right? It, it's kind of more that European model where the employers have the on ramps and develop the talent. Um, and now that we've moved to open source, and that's more of a common thing now. It's um, you know what whoever has the easiest best program to get you up and running, I think, is what will make people come into your open source course. And then uh, I think the IBMs of the world, even if um, they might have great curriculum, they're going to have to use existing. Um, partners to kind of push that content you're starting to see them partner with colleges and universities uh, and they, they always have been um but you know i don't think ibm's going anywhere i think they've positioned themselves really nice in this in this field but open source is going to change how they acquire and maintain talent and they might have to compensate people that have been in their ecosystem forever that they don't want to lose hey get certified not only get certified we'll pay you and you can probably get a pay bump you know it's going to be it's going to be that and whoever makes it the easiest for those folks uh is going to win i think great thank you so um you, may, you said at the very very beginning you said skills right mm -hmm. so what are the key skills that are needed from both a technical and a non-technical viewpoint um and what offerings does your organization provide in each area so um thank you for the question so we do both technical very technical training like we're developing the curriculum and, and certification exams for these new platforms that are launching um you know the ethereum killers um even ethereum foundation themselves we've been trying to help them create a certification um that remains to be seen but the let me think here for one second so how what are the viewpoints non-technical versus technical so they all need the tech you know they need those people that are technical to level up and come into their sphere uh, on the non-technical front, we've kind of taken the approach of what industries are going to be most impacted. And so we created curriculum specifically for those industries, like finance is, is the most obvious one that's going to be impacted. And that was the first course that was created, but we created blockchain for the supply chain, uh, blockchain for accounting, which is going to be massively impacted, blockchain for insurance. You know, insurance uh, is just data and information and storing. Um, and there's a lot of middlemen in that space. You know, there, there's a lot of efficiencies to be uh, gained there. Um, supply chain, massive supply chain issues. Blockchain is a major solution in that going forward. So we've tried to, on the non-technical front, 
focus on industries we felt were most impacted. Hell, real estate's even seeing blockchain as a you know liquefying real estate. You're, you're starting to hear this token economics on that front. So that's another course we'll be creating uh, on the non-technical. So on the non-technical, industry-specific or general blockchain education, of which we have uh, 14 uh, self-paced titles with assessment towards certification. And on the more technical, you know, um, and not just self-paced stuff, we're talking workshops, strategy workshops, things like that for business-minded folks. We even use no-code um, solutions. Uh, there's a great product out there called Simba Chain that um, allows non-technical folks, uh, I'm, I include myself in that bunch, um, to be able to even launch a smart contract on a number of blockchains without any code. So it's like Wix websites for blockchain. So you're starting to see that. We, we take those as labs into our environment for the non-technical to help them actually kind of uh, get a feel for how it's all working and actually see a contract deployed, smart contract or an NFT or whatever on the blockchain. And they can actually do it themselves. So it, it kind of makes it more palatable uh, from a non-technical standpoint. On the technical front, you know, you've had Linux Foundation, um, the Hyperledger Fabric exam. I was actually involved in creating that. Uh, R3 Corda is going through version five of their curriculum and their update of, of their certification. And then there's all these other ones coming out. And so whoever has the best traction method, not, it's not just the best course. And, and unfortunately, you can't, given the open source competition out there, you can't necessarily charge for it. So um, it's more about promotion and getting, um, you know, getting it out there and acquiring those that are most likely to take it. And how do you get them into your field? And I think the competition is so fierce and there's so much money floating around. I, I anticipate next year you're going to see people getting paid to get certified, which is bonkers. You couldn't, couldn't fathom that 10 years ago in other fields, right? So, and that might not, uh, that might cease to happen if there's a crypto crash or things like that. So regardless of where it's going, we have to just keep a long-term focus on the skills and certifications in this space. And regardless of the, you know, the stock price or the fluctuation of, of the cryptocurrency prices, we must maintain standards. Uh, otherwise, it's just a race to the bottom. Got it. And I wasn't going to ask the next question, but being that you brought it up and you are and you created content in this area, everywhere I go um, recently, like say Shop and Shop, I walk into there and the, the, the shelves are half bear more more than half bear right yeah and I listen to the news says we have a supply chain issue we have a supply chain issue we have a, what do people know and need to know about what the current supply chain issue is actually and how blockchain could help alleviate that issue yeah well the the macro economic view is it's really a, both a um it's more of a demand problem than it is a supply problem. I think the supply was constrained largely by the shutdowns and things like that of people actually getting materials, which can hamper everything. But it's more so a demand issue. There's so much money, particularly in the U.S., of people with you know too much cash and they want to buy things that they maybe haven't ever purchased before. And they can't. So that is what's creating uh, just too much glut of demand, which is putting a major constraint on us on the supply chain, which had its issues because of the COVID shutdown. So as we come out of this, if we come out of this, we might not, right? We, this 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 uh, endemic, not a pandemic with these new variants, is um, people need to understand that once you get information on a supply chain, nobody knows where anything is now. It's like on a, you know, it's on the 30th ship out there at sea. You can see it on the horizon. We don't know exactly which one. But once you get things on a, on a blockchain, you know, whoever's kind of, bringing the, the parts together to make uh, something, right? 
or package something. Uh, if you know where everything is, you can get a more accurate time on when it's getting out and what are the issues coming in. So right now it's disjointed. Everybody, the supply chain, you know, think about all these businesses that created it together. Once you get um, companies working on one platform or multiple platforms that are interoperable, you know, that just streamlines everything. But this is not easy stuff. Like, you know, I don't anticipate the supply chain, you know, as we know it today to be on the blockchain within the next like few years, we're talking, you know, in seven years, which, you know, a lot can happen in seven years. Uh, you know, the iPhone's only 13 years old. I always think about how much can happen over, over a decade, but in the, in the near term, there's a lot of work to be done. And there's a lot of education, you know, of the supply chain folks, uh, working with the association for supply chain management and others, they are, um, you know, they're old school folks. They, they've been in supply chain. It's, it's not something that's had a degree for a long time. Degrees in supply chain just came out. So, it's upskilling those individuals um, that have made the industry what it is, and not only just upskilling them, but they have to overhaul the entire thing right now. So, a ton of education is needed, and people need to understand that this is more of a demand issue, I think, than anything else. Which uh, I hope demand stays where it's at. Right? It's good for everybody, um, but that stokes inflation and all these other things that are not necessarily in our control. So we have to do our best to control what we can and. I think this, the blockchain really does help bring a lot of those things into focus. Awesome. Yeah, I needed a new control panel on my oven for the past month, and it's on some ship out there. Um, in the meantime, right. I've become an, a saute expert. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so, um, That's funny. So, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I remember uh, during the when the pandemic first started, we couldn't get parts for our dishwasher. I... Yeah, I found it methodical, uh, or sorry, a bit of a therapy, but I washed dishes for four months. I hadn't done that since college, right? Not having a dishwasher through the pandemic, that was not fun. Um, and it seems those problems persist. And so I really do hope they figure it out. I will continue to do my part or our part on the education front to hopefully um, bring the, you know, those professionals up to speed. And, and, and then within years, they can get those applications into the supply chain. Awesome. An additional thing to be brought up to speed, you know, um, is you focus on is creating industry credibility, which is very important, right? I don't feel that we're, we're there yet, you know, so I wanted to ask why not and what needs to happen for us to get there? Yeah, um, this is, uh, you know, it's not just our industry. It, it's newer and we're uh, hopefully with our leadership and, and those in the space are seeing these certifications, micro credentials, stackable programs, which is where where skills are developed. Um, the you know credentials and and actually verifying an uh, actual skill as opposed to I took a YouTube video. Somebody could see that you watched a YouTube video. Does that mean you, you retained the information? You understood it? Did you take any little knowledge check or assessment? And no, you didn't. So uh, I think people need to start labeling themselves based on what they've either accomplished, maybe in a, 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 an official project. So we're talking to some people about actually verifying projects because that's a major indication of whether or not you're able to do something, right? Is it out in the marketplace? Can it work? Is there an minimal viable product out there even uh, that you can get verified and say, yes, this individual built this and they can build something else for you, right? So, um, but as the individuals go, Again, we'll take Linux Foundation or R3 Corda. They already have certifications out there. Uh, I can tell you in on the language front, the languages that are needed like Rust or C++ or you name it, 
uh, as on ramps to specific blockchains. There, there isn't a C plus plus certification that I'm aware of for that language. And I think you're going to start to see a lot more of these. You know, hey, I can pass a, a language test on the technical front, which is a precursor for maybe developing on near protocol or whatever. So the more we can get these verified skills, that kind of gives a decision tree to those that acquire them. Hey, with this skill, I can then acquire this skill and go on this route towards that objective or that career objective. And so uh, it also helps on the employer side. Right now, nobody knows who the hell can develop in Solidity, but they're willing to pay out the nose for somebody to do it. Now, if there was a, an official Solidity developer certification, um, which we actually helped create, we haven't launched it yet because we wanted to do it with uh, the Linux, oh, sorry, with um, Ethereum Foundation, they won't pick winners, so we need to get consensus. But at the same time, these assessments can be out there, but it's getting enough people to point at it and say, this is a legit assessment and we all rally around this. What we're doing to help in that space is because we hadn't seen a certification and I really need certifications through my college and university partnerships because I can't um, necessarily launch programs that will be funded by the Department of Labor or Department of Defense unless there's a verified skill. And so I needed to help launch these certifications. So um, with the Government Blockchain Association and all of our test banks, uh, we're starting to create a certification body uh, government blockchain association wants to establish their own um, certification which they have they're going to get it on a blockchain and have it more of a digital badge format but um outside of that for more technical certifications say for i can't again mention who but a major block just call it ethereum even though it's not let's say ethereum wants to launch a certification where is that launch so we help form the blockchain certification association or bca and so um that's kind of <clears throat> a group of people forming this certification body. We've donated a bunch of our test banks for a ton of courses, foundational content, architecture, security, but then it's on different uh, working groups to oversee those certifications and those test banks to say, is this really what we need to assess in order to say this person is qualified for this skill? And if they have to update the test bank and update the benchmark, then it's on the curriculum providers, whether it's me, or a college or university that wants to point to that cert to update their curriculum to align with the certification. The more we can get this down and get the badges on a platform that employers can say, all right, in this radius or this country or this time zone, I want people with these, these certifications. And then instead of putting a job on Monster or whatever and getting a million junk resumes and maybe one unicorn out of the bunch, now you could say, all right, here's all my unicorns in a stable. I want that one. Because you can see that not only they have this cert, they have five other certs that completely uh, are like a warm blanket in terms of your you know um, seeing them as a as a good fit for your company so i think more digital we get about these badges and the more we get them out there and, and industry recognizes them the the more uh, the workforce um, kind of streamlining uh, the onboarding process will ease and get better we have a lot of youtubers out there who say that a certification isn't necessary and when I look at their backgrounds, they don't have any backgrounds, probably. So how 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 would you dispute their claim? I could look at it, you know, looking at their backgrounds, but how how would you dispute that certifications aren't needed? It sounds like they are. It's funny. I, I again, I very much believe they are. However, even um, even those that are high up in the blockchain space that are creating the curriculum for these, it's an argument with me and them that I think there should really be a cert. Some are dead set against it because they have that hacker mindset. Hey, I've been able to do it through YouTube and they're taking the approach more from 
you know, somebody that uh, did it themselves. But the problem is that's like 5% of people out there. And, you know, most people need to be taken up the learning curve um, in a, in a, in a very methodical format um, that helps them, you know, cause it, it, again, blockchain is not easy. One, two, the documentation out there is changing every minute. So you need a course that's aligned with these things to constantly um, make it easy for people and not just those that uh, don't feel one certification is needed. So I think they're needed. Some don't, the YouTubers out there to answer your question. Uh, I think, like you said, a lot of them are full of, full of uh, malarkey. And so they just say it's not needed because they don't got it. They don't have the chops. Um, so <clears throat> I encourage you to distance yourself um, by getting some credentials under your belt. And there'll be a lot of, uh, you know, emerging or competing credentials out there. I think you, you try to look for the ones um, that have the most other brands pointing at them because that's consensus. The nice thing is when we launch the certification, we're launching it, you know, with 30 universities and 15 associations. And we work with a bunch of student uh, groups. So the nice thing is we already have a, a network of folks looking at these certs, kind of feeling that they're um, valid. And uh, then employers that do the same will do the same. So it, it is a credibility thing. It does take time, but we need to get on page as to what these credentials are. And I don't think they should be expensive. I think it should just be an assessment um, leading towards a digital badge that you can put on your, you know, your website. So maybe open source curriculum and then a paid examination, you know, should you feel you have it. And that leads to a digital badge that you can then market it. And it has metadata saying, yes, this individual passed this exam on this date and is good for two years or whatever uh, it is. And so I think that brings a lot of credibility to the market space. I think so too. And I've seen, I've seen badge programs by AWS and IBM lead people who I used to work with to uh, great jobs. So I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. R row in the same direction where these big companies are going because uh, you fight it. You might make your own way, but at the same time, um, it can't hurt to get uh, certified and educated um, in a in a formal way, right? Thank you. So, one last question. I want to thank you very much for your time today. It's been a great conversation. My last question is this: How can people find out more information about you, about the Blockchain Academy, about what you do? How can they get involved? Absolutely, and thanks for asking. So. Uh, I would say you know, our website is theblockchainacademy.com. However, you'll notice uh, many of those listening to this might not necessarily see the need for their own personal education or training, but they want to uh, bring it into their organization or, um, you know, so we do a lot of white label partnerships. That's our main business. You have to kind of think of our organization as a mini Pearson or McGraw-Hill. So we have content, but then we're sort of on service steroids in the sense that we provide instructor should you not have somebody knowledgeable enough. Um, you know, so the point is a lot of services around the curriculum and we white label it for organizations. Now, if you're an individual and just want to get trained, you can come to me or you can come to any of our college or university partners. We got great partners like uh, University of Cincinnati, uh, University of California, Santa Barbara, um, Clemson, Texas A&M, you know, just great schools. And that's just on the state side. We have University of Alberta and Canada. Um, Leicester University in UK and University of College of Dublin. So we're all over the place. Australia is picking up, Singapore. So you'll start to see a lot of programs. And I hope um, you'll find out that they are ours uh, under the hood, right, to some extent. It's supposed to be white label. So we're there to fill in program gaps. You can come to us directly. But I just assume um, and would like to see you get certified by, you know, University of Singapore or whatever um, that's offering a program should we have the curriculum under it. Even if we 
aren't the curriculum provider. I want to see individuals get trained and educated. There's just too big of a, a world out there. Um, and you know, the, the amount of change that's coming, uh, I feel like anybody that educates themselves right now, just as you could have when e-commerce came out, you're going to be better off had you done it sooner than later. So don't wait, get educated. You can take a small program. Maybe you say, Hey, this is not for me. I learned something. I, I can talk at a cocktail party about blockchain and, and not sound or feel like an idiot. But uh, we find a lot of people that scratch below the surface. Again, it's crossing that chasm uh, and really seeing the light uh, of what this new technology can bring to every business, organization, citizenry, everything. Uh, and it gets people excited. So I encourage you just scratch below the surface, get that first micro credential, say blockchain foundations, and then you know you can go on to be a project manager or a developer or a business strategist. Um, those are the three main tracks, I would say. Um, and so get started. You know, log in, learn, get credentialed, and and go from there. Let me ask the last, just to reiterate, because we're in you're the Irish Tech News, and you mentioned that you are in Dublin. So I wanted to just hear you say yeah. where you're at again you know, one more time. Yep, University of College Dublin. So uh, we work with some students there on the degree side, um, kind of as a capstone project. But we'll be doing a lot more with them and others um, in Ireland and other countries in the UK or the sorry um, in Europe. Awesome. Thank you very much for yeah. your time today. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News on LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE and on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.